Good morning, friends. We welcome you here to worship today. Whether you are currently live streaming with us right now, whether you are going to join us later, we are so glad that you have chosen to come and be a part of this worshiping community today as we celebrate this Advent season and today celebrate the God of peace. If you are visiting with us for the very first time, we are so glad that you are here as well. And we have a variety of ways in which you can engage with our community. So we welcome you to check out all of our different places. You can find us on social media or our website. If you care to be a part of our email group, please go ahead and go to our website and find our office email address and send us your info because we would love to have you connect further with us as a worshiping community. Also, for those of you who are watching, welcome each other to worship this morning, and it's so awesome to have each and every one of you here. I have a few quick announcements in regards to all that is going on in the life of this church. First of all, once again, a giant thank you to all of you who don't for our great cookie caper. We received over 180 dozen cookies. We received over 180 dozen tubs of frosting supplies and all of that is going to be put together for cookie making kits for disadvantaged youth who live in Hillsdale County. So we are so grateful to all of you once again for your amazing generosity. I would also like to welcome you back this evening to another live stream worship as we have our comfort and joy worship service tonight. We recognize that oftentimes the holidays are difficult on people, and this is a worship service designed especially for that. So we look forward to seeing you again this evening. And next week, we are so happy to say that we will be opening the sanctuary to welcome you in to worship if you wish to be here in person. We have done a variety of things to the church to make sure that it is safe for your return. So we look forward to having you back. And if it's not quite something that you are ready for just yet, we can assure you still be live streaming and still be posting all of our services online so you can worship with us in whatever way is most convenient for you. If you are planning on coming to worship next week, we do request that you sign up and let us know that you will be here. Also next Saturday, if anyone is interested in a hands-on mission experience, the Livonia Goodfellows is in need of people to come in and help them pack food boxes for families who are in need this holiday season. You can join me and others at 8 a.m. at the Dickinson Center, uh, which is on Newburgh. 18,000 Newburgh is the address, and look forward to having you there. And then finally, our deacons continue to collect food for the Christmas food delivery, which is coming up. There are a variety of ways in which you can do this. There is a bin outside of door number six here at the church that is available 24-7 for you to drop off your uh, non-perishables. Or next Saturday, between 11 and 1 p.m., the deacons will be outside collecting food as well. So once again, we give you thanks for all of your generosity and the way in which you care for the community around us. So now, my friends, let us worship God.
We light it again as we remember that Christ will come again to fulfill all of God's promises to us. The second candle of Advent is the candle of peace. It is sometimes called the Bethlehem candle to remind us of the place where preparations were made to receive and cradle the Christ child. Peace is a gift that we must be prepared for. God gives us the gift of peace when we turn to him in faith. The prophet Isaiah calls Christ the Prince of Peace. Through John the Baptist and other prophets, God asks us to prepare our hearts so that he may come in. Our hope is in God and in his son, Jesus Christ. Our peace is found in him. We light this candle today to remind us that he brings peace to all who trust in him. Let us pray. in all that we say and do in every moment and every place. We ask it in the name of the one born in Bethlehem. Amen.
Please join me in the call to confession. Who can separate us from the love of God? We know that nothing is able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. God of us all, as we light the candle of peace, we are painfully aware of the world around us which is filled with strife and unrest. We confess we often live our lives in fear rather than faith, in conflict rather than unity. Forgive us, Lord. Restore in us a call to be your peacemakers. We pray these flickers of peace might light a flame in our hearts so that others will be warmed by your love. In this time of holy waiting, let it be so. Amen. The Messiah comes to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners. Rejoice and be glad, for God comes to us through the babe in the manger. Alleluia. Amen. It came upon That glorious song of old From angels standing near the earth To touch their hearts of gold Peace on the earth, goodwill to all From hands of gracious King The world in For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end.
Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I would like you to repeat the verse of the day as it is found on your screen. It's Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. This is the words of Jesus, so let us say it together. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Did you know that you are a peacemaker? This Advent, it seems really different. It seems really different to me and perhaps to all of you. It's like something is stirring deep within us. We can't quite put a finger on it. We've been in a season of waiting for nine months now. And to come to Advent and to be told we have to wait some more, just, it doesn't sit well. So I've been thinking about Jesus, our peacemaker, and about this idea of waiting. And in my restlessness of trying to identify and put words to it, I think I've discovered that there's a longing in us, a hope in us, a thirst for joy, a hunger for peace, a yearning for blessings. We know deep within that our hopes and fears will be met by the babe and the manger as we sing those beautiful Christmas carols on Christmas Eve. But however, right now, it's only the second Sunday in Advent, a season of waiting. But can it also be a season of hoping and yearning and praying? Come, Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, come into our lives. Did you know Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is calling us, each and every single one of us who believe in him, to be peacemakers. On December 6, 2020, in the midst of a global pandemic, in a year of surpassing disruption, divisiveness, dishonesty, and disease, today, tomorrow, and every day that follows, Jesus is calling you and me and the Christian church and our congregation by name Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church, you are called to be my peacemaker, says Jesus. During this time on earth, Jesus restored peace wherever he went. He calmed tumultuous storms. He brought healing to the sick. He raised the dead to life. He forgave sinners their sin. Though this world may be caught up in anxiety and in worry, this morning Jesus is our peace. He gives us his peace. Only he can give his peace. And it, it succumbs over us. It's a peace of mind and heart and spirit. And we find rest in him despite our circumstance because his peace is not dependent on the happenings of this world. 
We find his peace, and when we find it, it creates a ripple effect in our lives. We're able to spread that peace and that calm because Jesus dwells in us. In 2017, our congregation, we had over 40 writers do an Advent devotional. In that devotional, Melanie de Baudray had the topic of peace, and she gave it a definition that I really like. Peace. It doesn't mean to be in a place where there is no more noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of noise, trouble, and hard work, and still be calm in your spirit. While the call to follow him in his ministry of restoring the world seems a little bit impossible and needless to say daunting, the prophet Isaiah proclaims the power of Jesus who God named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, Jesus who promises to be with us every step of the way, Jesus who promises to bless us, Jesus who is our way maker to peace when there is no other way, is in the peace restoration business. We can join Jesus in bringing peace to this broken world as we look forward to the future kingdom of peace. He inspires us to action. So yes, it's December 6, 2020. And yes, we're in the midst of a global pandemic and a year of surpassing disruption, divisiveness, dishonesty, and disease. And there are many faith-filled disciples of Jesus Christ who have been in the world and continue to be doing the right thing. In the words of Tom Eric, president of Morning Walk Media in New York, unable to stop the rampaging virus, medical workers and first responders weighed in selflessly into helping their communities every day. Unable to teach in person, teachers quickly learned how to teach remotely. Despite a little soft scoffing and a little complaining, people learned to wear their masks and they stayed inside. And organizations who never thought they'd close the doors actually kept their employees their members, their volunteers safe by learning how to use Zoom, how to navigate social media to continue their good work, and churches adapted to virtual worship. And yet when we look around, it's hard not to judge because not everyone did that. We have well over 200,000 dead from COVID-19. Many proved selfish in the pandemic life as in the old normal. Many rushed back to partying on college campuses and we heard terms we never heard before. There was COVID parties and self-proclaimed super spreaders. 
Others promptly hoarded everything in sight, leaving grocery stores bare of toilet paper and paper towels and meat. And there were Christians who stepped up to demand justice, especially in race relations. Now, Christians are by no means perfect. I'm sure that all of us had our supply of toilet paper, and yet we're called to be selfless. Every day, people marched on behalf of people they didn't know. They put Black Lives Matter signs on their lawns. When neighbors tore them down, they put the signs back up peacefully. Do you see it, friends? The Prince of Peace calling us to bring in the advent of peace even now, and we must. So how are we building community and relationships? How are we being peacemakers here at Rosedale in our church community? We have called ourselves a mission station since 2015. The doors of our church swing wide open as we welcome in all to worship, to ministry, to fellowship, and then together, because we go together. We are encouraged to follow Jesus and his command, his commission, to go therefore out into the world to serve others in his name through mission, community outreach, service, and now peacemaking. Throughout this pandemic, we continue to seek to be faithful followers of Christ. We reach out to our city, the city of Livonia, Michigan, and our surrounding communities, and now Metro Detroit. And in a collaborative effort to help others, and during this pandemic, we have been blessed to serve in many ways through the generosity of donated items by those in these communities. We did some things we never did before, and we have a brand new ministry we didn't know we would have when the pandemic started. Last spring, we made 1,100 blessing bags for nurses at our St. Mary's Hospital, filled with the goodies they asked for, and especially homemade headbands sewn with buttons so the elastic that went around their ears from the mask wouldn't irritate their skin. How on earth could one church collect all those items? We didn't. People came by from everywhere, and they dropped off those supplies. And then by God's grace, we were able to continue our four annual food deliveries to 32 to 35 families with children in need. And the first two deliveries, we didn't know what to do. There hadn't been church. People hadn't been bringing in their items, their canned goods. And so we figured out a way through donations for COVID that we could actually issue gift cards so folks could buy what they needed for their special meals and their pantry. And then we reached most recently Thanksgiving and all of a sudden we realized the power that comes in community and collaboration. And once again, people were invited to drop off food 
They were invited to participate in the ministry of feeding people. And that's exactly what happened. Last spring in May, word got to us that in our city there were 5,800 who were hungry for food. I can't imagine what that number is now. Over the summer, we saw our food pantries that we knew so well, who were always well stocked, were getting three times the crowd. They were running out of food. One of those pantries closed in our city, a day we never thought we'd see. And so then people began to get in their vans. They began to go mobile, driving through the city. And we thought, how about we try a community cupboard? And a church member built it with a whole lot of love and a cross on the top. Looks just like the mission station. And 24-7, if you are hungry and you need something to eat, you can come right on our campus, right outside our front doors, and it is unlocked and opened for you to take what you need. We would have never imagined a food ministry if not for this global pandemic. We would have never imagined the peace that we feel knowing that there's a need and God has invited us to participate within us with all those wonderful organizations and food pantries who've been doing it for years. And there's been other ministries, financial giving to nonprofit organizations who serve others from the local to world mission, supporting missionaries, holding mission projects or even events because COVID didn't allow us to take our mission trips. We've been engaging with Detroit congregations through the Presbytery of Detroit. From shared worship and preaching to outreach, we're looking at partnerships upcoming with a Detroit church. And then we began to do some real peacemaking, the kind that begins in the mind and the heart, the kind that sometimes has to unpack bags well, we started the White Fragility book study and made a commitment to racial equality. We continue to be collaborative with our Livonia Fire and Police Department, our mayor's office. But now we get to feed people. And in so doing, we feed each other. We feed each other spiritual nourishment of peace. I share these things with you because I believe that Jesus Christ is always at work in the world. Jesus Christ is at work in the world through the church made up of our Christian brothers and sisters who are ushering in peacemaking in a vibrant way, dawning the forgiveness that has been long awaited, the advent of hope, the beginning of peace in the world. Writer Jim Wallace states, we must follow the leadership of the one who was willing to bear the cost of making peace in the world. Do you know where in the world today the Presbyterian denomination is growing by leaps and bounds? There's a foundation called the Presbyterian Outreach Foundation, 
and they recently reported that more Iranians have come to church in the last 17 years than in the previous 1,400 years. The Presbyterian Outreach Foundation is working now in Egypt and Lebanon and Syria and Iran with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Right now, in war-torn Liberia, there are several ex-combatants. They're devoting their spare time to making crosses out of spent cartridges from guns. George Talkpath, who once fought in one of the in one of the country's rebel groups, started this project with his brother-in-law. They have found a peaceful use for some of the millions of empty shell casings left by the army, rebel groups, and private militias. He was quoted saying this, we want the whole world to see, to know the impact that war has, he says. It's not good. So we are trying to transform an instrument of war into an instrument of peace, one cross at a time. I believe that disciples of Jesus Christ, we find ways to see Jesus in the world. And sometimes even when we're not looking, Jesus encounters us through a person or perhaps a moment. Really, we know what the face of Jesus looks like. We know that we're to follow in his footsteps. We know that Jesus is not a hater spewing venom and brandishing a weapon, but an exhausted teacher putting her students first. Jesus is not a smug politician, but one neighbor helping another neighbor. Jesus is not a conniving business trying to get rich while people are vulnerable, but a musician giving away his art. For free. The time is now for the Christian church, for you, for me, to step up to the one true calling and show the way to justice and hope. No more fussing about right opinion. No more denigrating other points of view. Now is the time to serve, to love, to stand up against evil, to call upon the power of Jesus Christ Savior of the world, our wonderful, mighty, everlasting Prince of Peace, and to join him in working for peace in the light of Advent's hope. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and bring your day of peace. Amen.
My friends, there are a variety of ways in which Jesus has called us to partner with him to be peacemakers in this world. And one of those ways is in the sharing of our offerings through our time and our treasures. Please know that when you give to God, you are placing your time and your treasures in, her, in his hands and he will do amazing things with it. We give you thanks for your generosity and the ways in which you are taking care of the least of these. There are a variety of ways to give, one in which is through electronic giving, and you will see the number text to give on your screen during the offertory. But for now, we give you thanks again for being Christ's peacemakers in this world. Let us now receive this morning's offering. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye 
heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us pray. God of all good gifts, we give you thanks this day for giving us the opportunity to be a part of your work of peace in the world. We freely give to you the best of our lives and our labors and pray they bless others. We give to you out of reverence and humility and pray confidently that you will bless these gifts and the work of our hands for the betterment of this world and your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we enter into our time of prayer, I have some updates for you all on some members of our con congregation. We continue to hold Jack Backus in our prayers as he awaits more information in regards to his brain cancer diagnosis. We lift up Abby Bennett to you as she continues her recovery from her very extensive knee surgery. And we also pray for Sally Roach who has been hospitalized this past week. And we also lift up to you George Turney, who is uh, struggling with some issues after a heart attack this past November. 
And we also learned of the passing of longtime member Marilyn Coleman this past week. We give God thanks for her life, and we will pray for her family during this time. So my friends, let us now turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Persistent in loving God, you are forever seeking for your will to be done on earth. You yearn for all creation to live in harmony. Forgive us for growing weary of the struggle for peace and justice and for courting despair. We know that true peace only comes from total submission to your will. Loosen our need to see the full results and to feel hopeful. Sustain us with an abundance of friends and a measure of faith. Give us the willingness to do the loving thing and to be faithful in the small acts of caring. God of compassion, you hear the prayer of every heart. And this morning, we lift up to you all those in need of your healing presence this day. We ask for prayers of healing for Jack, Abby, Sally, and George. We pray for your comfort to be upon the Coleman family as they grieve the loss of Marilyn. Wrap them all up in your loving arms of peace. O God of the darkened sky and chilly dawn, God of the blanket of snow and the icy pond, God of peace, teach us your truths in these short days and long nights. Teach us the lessons of waiting and peacemaking. Like seeds and bulbs lying hidden, may we nurture our trust in your wisdom and in the seeds of reconciliation you have called us to plant before they can be seen. Teach us the lessons of expectancy, of opening our eyes to see every day peace-filled wonders, the gurgle of a baby, the letter from a forgotten friend, hands held in prayer for another, the peace of your presence after reconciling an old guilt, our tears of pain transformed to tears of joy. God of this second Sunday in Advent, we celebrate this day with you. All this we pray in the name of Jesus, our Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
When lions shall be grazing, when snakes shall never strike, a little child shall lead us, both strong and weak alike. Where is the peaceful kingdom when this new day shall start? We long for peace and comfort to reign within each heart. Yet not in lies only, nor simply in our soul. We pray that all creation will one day find shalom. When wars of desolation and hate come to an end, when nation meets with nation and calls the other friend, still peace in all its fullness will only have begun. Shalom for all creation begins with justice done. The little child shall lead us to walk the chosen way, to share the peaceful kingdom, to greet God's newborn day. The child born in the stable is sent to break away. To bring comfort and table the day when justice reigns. And now for your benediction. May the God of all hope open your eyes. May the God of peace still your anxious mind. May the God of love fill your heart to fullness beyond measure. Go now in the hope and peace and love of God. May the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. Amen.